No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. You know, the detours we take in life can be costly, but they don't stop God from working out His will in our lives. This is what we're going to see in the lives of Abram and Sarai. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 17 on Simply the Bible. It seems that Jesus has a special place in his heart toward women. He ministered to the Samaritan woman at the well. He protected Mary when others found fault with her for pouring out costly perfume at his feet. He personally appeared to Mary Magdalene after he rose from the dead. Today we will see where he visited Sarah to confirm to her his promise and to help her grow in her faith. We pick it up today in Genesis chapter 18. Then the Lord appeared to him, that is, Abraham, by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. We don't know exactly how much time had passed since the Lord appeared to Abraham and told him that Sarah would have a son by the same time next year, but it couldn't have been more than about three months. It was the heat of the day, and Abraham was taking it easy in his tent, having a little siesta. What's the common thing to do in that part of the world during the heat of the day? I remember being in Romania in the summer several years ago, and we were helping in one of the gardens out there working in the heat of the day in the afternoon and the people were in their houses, the Romanians just laughing at us. Like, what are you doing? Why are you working in the heat of the day? They thought we were crazy. In the same way, many people would not travel in the heat of the day. So these three travelers would have been unusual. At first, Abraham didn't know who they were, but no doubt he was curious. I wonder if he was thinking, You boys aren't from these parts, are you? Hospitality is extremely important in the East, and Abraham excelled in offering it. So, in the heat of the day, he ran from the tent door to meet them. Keep in mind, Abraham is 99 years old. He revealed just how gracious of a man he truly was. Verse 3, And he said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, Do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, do as you have said. Abraham called one of the strangers, my Lord. Now, This was not the name of Yahweh. It was purely a greeting of respect. Notice how Abraham's offer of hospitality, which is kindness to strangers, was genuine. It wasn't like he was offering out of obligation and secretly hoping that they would say no. He was honestly looking forward to ministering to their needs, just taking care of them. There's no indication that he even knew who they were at this point. Abraham offered them great hospitality to wash their feet, give them a place to rest and something to eat so that their hearts would be refreshed before continuing on their journey. What a gracious host Abraham was. 
And so they said, do as you have said. Verse 6, so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. Then Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf and gave it to the young man and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Abraham speedily served his guests with the best he had to give. He worked, but he didn't work alone. He gathered others to help him. Sarah, she was making the bread. The young servants butchered the calf and Abram hastened to prepare it. It's possible that he even used other servants to provide the butter and the milk. Then he stood by as the attentive waiter while his guests ate. Certainly, he had the gift of giving. The Amplified Version of 2 Corinthians 9-7 says, Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. That is what we see in Abraham. He was prompt to do it, and his heart was in it. You know, God is a giver, and it has been my observation that the happiest people in the world are also givers. Abraham was one of those, a great giver who took pleasure in watching his guests enjoy what he provided. And Abraham also had the gift of hospitality, which is to show kindness to strangers. We are told in Hebrews 13 too, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. I believe that the author of Hebrews had this story in mind. Abraham was showing hospitality to strangers and even entertaining angels without even knowing it. This is to be commended and imitated. Verse 9, Then they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. Now that would have seemed strange. How did they know the name of Abraham's wife? Why would they inquire of her? These questions must have surely been going through Abraham's mind. Verse 10, And the man said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Now, by this point, Abraham must have known that this was the Lord speaking. Who else would have known about the promise that the Lord had made to him a few months earlier? And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, which would have been nine months. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. So, who is this speaking? I like what Pastor Chuck Smith says concerning this passage. Abraham is talking to the Lord face to face. And we read in the New Testament that no man has seen God at any time. The word Yahweh is used in this passage. And so the only conclusion you can come to here is that Jesus Christ is the Yahweh of the Old Testament. In other words, Abraham was speaking face to face with Jesus. Tomorrow, we will see where the Lord remains with Abraham while the two angels go on to Sodom. 
Now, the Lord did not reveal anything new from when he appeared to Abraham previously. So why did he come? He must have come to personally tell Sarah that she would have a son. Did Abraham neglect to tell her what the Lord had told him earlier? We don't know. Maybe the Lord wanted to confirm it to Sarah because he knew how much assurance she needed. After all, she was 89 years old. The more incredible a promise is, the more we need to hear it again and again. I believe the reason for the Lord's visit was because of his intense love for Sarah. She was a princess and would be the mother of many nations. Throughout Jesus' public ministry, he was often ministering to women, and they ministered to him. He esteemed women much higher than did their culture. We think of Abraham being the father of faith, but undoubtedly the Lord wanted Sarah to be the mother of faith. And Jesus is always seeking to strengthen the faith of his people. What we consider to be tests of faith are really faith workouts. Because faith is like a muscle. It cannot be strengthened unless it is first stretched. Verse 10, Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Sarah was in her tent, but she was listening into the conversation. She was probably just as curious as Abraham, if not more so, who these strangers were. And when she heard the Lord say that in nine months she would have a son, she laughed. Now, what kind of laugh do you suppose it was? Was it a laugh of faith or doubt? You see, Sarah knew that both her and Abraham were old. She was barren and she had gone through menopause. We might say that her womb was doubly dead. Truly, it was humanly impossible. But faith in God's promises changes the humanly impossible to the divinely possible. Verse 13, And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Now it's curious that the Lord asked Abraham about Sarah's response. I think if I had been Abraham, I would have been thinking, why are you asking me? Ask her. But the Lord was holding Abraham accountable for his wife. Now, this is a sensitive topic, but to some degree, husbands are responsible for the faith of their wives. You say, well, how can that be? How am I supposed to do that? Well, the Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the question is, are we sharing the word with our wives? It could be that what the Lord was really asking Abraham was, did you share with Sarah the word I gave to you? The Apostle Paul writes to husbands in Ephesians 5, Husbands, Love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, 
not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. We cannot force our wives to believe, but the Lord will hold us responsible for lovingly washing them with the water of his word. This is also how we beautify them from the inside out. Now the Lord knows that Sarah is listening, and so he says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. As I said earlier, I believe that the main purpose for this visit was to strengthen Sarah's faith. When God calls someone who is married, he calls both husband and wife, for the two are one flesh. If the two are unequally yoked, a believer with an unbeliever, it causes problems. Sarah needed to believe the promise as much as Abraham. She needed to look away from the deadness of her own womb to the Lord, for whom nothing is impossible. It is only through faith and patience that we will inherit all that God has promised. Verse 15, But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Sarah was afraid to admit that she laughed. Often it is because of fear that people lie. But the Lord corrected Sarah, and with that, you might say that he had the last word. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, feel free to go by the website. It's calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. You'll also find an email address, and we'd love to hear responses from listeners. So how much does God care about the details of our lives? Well, tomorrow we'll see the effort that he took to prove Sarah's faith. That's next time on Simply the Bible.